Welcome to the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast, navigating life and wellness to achieve the ultimate glow up. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. Today I'm sitting with Liz, who is a marvelous woman who I happened to discover on Instagram. And I was brave enough to ask her to come sit with me today to talk about her journey in in weight loss and transformation and really owning uh, herself and her beauty. And she's going to really walk us through all her steps in her journey and kind of talk about uh, how she's discovered a new passion or passions, plural. Um, And I'll let her dive into that in a second, but I'll give you the floor. Hi, Liz. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? Good. Happy Friday. So I actually, before we jumped into the whole like weight loss and the deep shit, mm-hmm. um, I saw that you were in Egypt. Yes. How was that? Just give us a little teaser here. How was, was that? Like it was so amazing. Like some of the things that I see with my eyes, I'm like, wow, I'm blessed to like yeah. to even like be experiencing some of like all the history and just like the cult, different culture. Yeah. It was really, it was an amazing experience. Yeah. And how long were you over there for? I my whole vacation was ten days. I did um, Egypt, Jordan. And then like a pit stop in Rome, um, and now I'm back, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, actually, when I reached out to Liz, I was like, "Hey, like, would you like to be featured on my podcast?" She was in Egypt. I'm like, she's not gonna write back to me. She has better stuff to do. And she wrote back to me and agreed. And I was like, "Whoa, I'm so excited!" And I'm the kind of person like I've been following you for a while now, and I've uh, been like following all your milestones and stuff. Um, and I get like giddy. I'm like, "Oh my god, she said yes!" <laughs> I mean, I haven't had anyone say no yet. Um, I've had some people that are not responding, but it could be like, be right back, I'll get to you later. Like, I would really hope that's the case. (laughs) (laughs) But I understand people are busy and they have different priorities, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, So I'll let you introduce yourself. Who are you and what do you do? Okay. So, like you already mentioned, my name is Liz. Um, What do I do? So, by day, I guess... I am an application analyst. I work at Partners Healthcare, like implementing their EHR system. Okay. Um, so that's what I do by day. Um, and then by night, I guess woman trying to figure out like her weight in life and like what I kind of want to do in the future that's related to fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been kind of going back and forth about like, oh, do I really want to do my day job like nine to five forever? And I'm like, no. Yeah. So I've just been trying to like really like do some soul searching mm, as yeah. to what I really like what Liz really wants to do. Yeah. Um, and I think I'm like really heading towards like the fitness yeah. um, thing. So we'll see. It's in the works. It's in the works, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Alright, so I discovered you like through the hashtag madness on Instagram, all about, you know, weight loss. Uh, black fitness, all those awesome hashtags that I love to follow. Um, so I kind of wanted you in a in a summation. Can you give the listeners a summary of your weight loss journey and how you got to your present day and kind of like what triggered that? Like today's the day when you decide. Like today's the day. Yeah. Um. So uh, this weight loss journey, I feel like, has been in the works for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like you have those moments. Um, where it's like, oh, you want to lose weight, you try it, but then you give up, mm-hmm. you gain the weight back, and then you gain more. So I feel like that's been in works for a very, very long time. Yeah. 
but I started taking my weight loss seriously a little over three years ago. Um, my grandmother, she had passed away from like due to complications with a stroke. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. And I, no, it's fine. Um, and that, like her death, because we're just so super close, mm -hmm. and her death like seriously woke me up because I just kept on thinking like, you know, if she took her health a little bit more seriously, mm -hmm. like yeah, way back when, then this wouldn't have been an issue. Like yeah. this could have probably been prevented because you know yeah. she had high blood pressure, yeah. like heart disease, like things that like yeah, I feel like with like connect a, yeah, like Figure with out. a lifestyle change could have definitely um, had her I guess living longer. Mm -hmm. So that woke me up, and someone had mentioned to me. Um, this program called Transform Institute. Okay. So they're in Newton and they really focus on like, they focus on weight loss obviously and they focus on like, um, you know, like behavioral aspects of mm -hmm. weight loss. Yeah. And it's just like a community of people who kind of like hold you accountable and yeah. like, they focus on like low carb and it's just, I joined that program and then ever since then I've, I guess, um, kept it going kept it going yeah awesome so when did you went along this journey did you decide you were going to document your weight loss milestones and the journey overall on instagram i think i was like i think maybe one of my cousins told me to like i don't know like make sure i take like before and after pictures mm -hmm. and then like just being on instagram i think i was like already following some people who like you know um, went through their journey and they did a lot of like before and after yeah so I just figured me doing that would like hold me more accountable if I'm gonna yeah. like document this on on Instagram I better like really take it seriously yeah so I feel like that was just like another form of like okay accountability mm -hmm. and a lot of the time sometimes if you don't even take pictures um, you're like oh I haven't made any progress and a lot of people say like until I saw these two pictures next to each other like I didn't even realize yeah. how much progress I made yeah um, but I wanted to talk to you a little bit about what can you tell us about willpower and how you learn to make better choices um, with your meals and with your exercise routine um, and kind of like all the willpower that is wrapped into staying so consistent um, this <laughs> It's a lot of willpower. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of willpower, but I feel like willpower could only get you so far. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like you'll like crack. Like yeah. it's like I feel like it, it's more than willpower. It's like really working on your mentality mm -hmm. or like changing your mindset. Yeah. Um, because like I said, like you could go on these like crash diets, but they're gonna. It's only gonna last so like yeah. so long. Like your willpower is only gonna last so long, um, so I think willpower and uh, underlying of like changing your mentality mm -hmm. um, plays a major factor of like kind of keep like keeping you like on the right path. Mm -hmm. So yeah. yeah, I like that because yeah, willpower can really be like a, a micro bit yeah. of mentality. Like yeah. I don't know what mentality is made out of. But <laughs> in a philosophical perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, kind of it could be a small bit yeah. of the bigger picture. Yeah, I think there's a lot of small bits in like the bigger picture mm -hmm. and like weight loss in general. Yeah, um, I, I feel like I've learned so much about myself through this journey. I'm still like discovering myself, I yeah. guess. 
but it's to me it's like more than just changing the way you eat or decide like changing the way you eat and like exercising yeah um it's just there's just so much like small things that you wouldn't even think that would like help you to keep on going Mm -hmm. that like plays a like major factor in like i guess losing a lot of weight yeah can you give me some examples because i'm curious (laughs) i think it's like it could be like your environment Mm -hmm. plays a major role um the friends that you have plays mm-hmm. a major role. Your lifestyle plays a major role. Your mentality, relationships, just your culture, your family. Um, I think those are like all small parts that like play in like the bigger picture of like weight loss and like staying consistent. Yeah. Um, because potentially, like, I know you mentioned lifestyle. Like, it's really hard to go out all the time, whether that be to a bar, to a restaurant, dinner dates, and be good, quote-unquote good, what we call good. <laughs> yes, and then a lot of people like to think, oh, like, I'm only going to go out so I can, like, treat myself, like, you know, on a Saturday with my friends. But then it really turns into learn how to choose your battles. Yeah. Um, you mentioned uh, your culture. And I was wondering specifically, do you find that your cultural background or upbringing, did it make it hard to transition to like eating clean, eating low carb, um, and just overall quote unquote healthier? And I say quote unquote because so many things roll into that, but yeah. even down to like the oil you cook your food in. Yeah. Um, and just overall, was your family supportive of the beginning and like through the end? Um, my family definitely has, has been supportive. My culture definitely, I feel like I'm Haitian. Mm -hmm. Um, So just growing up, um, I guess a way that we show love is like one of the ways we show love is through food. You know what I mean? So I was never taught portion control. Yeah. You know, Um, I was never taught, you know, how to read, you know, a nutritional label. Like that was never something that I was like um that was never something that was like presented to me when yeah. I was growing up or younger. Yeah. Um and then, you know, I love my food, but it's very carb heavy, carb mm-hmm. heavy. Um and which there's nothing wrong with carbs, but it's just like a lot of rice. You know, you have like the plate of rice, potatoes, or, you know, it's just the list goes on and on. Yeah. Um so it definitely it's definitely definitely hard when it when it comes to being, I guess, Haitian and, you know, it's just something that I wasn't, I wasn't taught to eat healthy. Yeah, because it's something you know for so long Mm -hmm. and then it's like, well, now what do I do? I can't eat anything because that's what it feels like. It feels like the end of the world and you can't eat anything. It does feel like the end of the world. It's not the end of the world, but it does feel like the end of the world because it's like, I've been conditioned for like, what, 25 years to, you know, eat a certain way or not to think about or not to be conscious about like what I put in my mouth. Yeah. Um, so it's like hard to break that habit. Like 25 years of just like poor conditioning Mm -hmm. is just hard to break the habit. Yeah. Um, and I love what you said about portion control because like I go to my grandma's house or like my family's house and they're just like piling food on. I'm like, no, one scoop is fine. Like, oh no, that's not enough. Two scoops, three scoops. I'm like, yeah. I really don't need that much. Yeah, and then like sometimes too, it's like 
depending on the aunt house, like the uncle house that you go to or the aunt house you go to, like they could be kind of like they they're offended. Yeah, you know what I mean if you're not eating what they cooked. So it's like yeah. there's a lot of factors too that plays with like culture and food. Mm-hmm. Food is definitely a big part in just yeah. our culture so. for sure. Um, I know you mentioned that your family was supportive, but kind of like now on the the topic of support, I was wondering, like, did you happen to find a community in your neighborhood or online to support you through your journey? I know you mentioned at the Newton location, yeah, you so, had kind of like a Yeah, so the Newton location, um, so Transform Institute, so I go, or I try to go like every week. To okay. me, I call it like my AA yeah. of, um, <laughs> for weight loss, I yeah. guess. Because we'll meet every week, so, like, I think I get weighed in every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, like, people who have gone through the same thing that I've gone through or they're struggling. I mean, we all struggle all the time. So it's, yeah. like, we literally, like, meet. It's a group of us who meet every week, and we just go f- over topics. We yeah. ask each other how we're doing. So I call it my AA. I like uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a really – that has been, like – an amazing community for me because it just keeps me super accountable especially mm-hmm. if I tell myself that I need to go weekly because it's yeah. kind of like I know I'm going to get weighed in um, so they're super amazing um, and then I've also found my running community okay. um, that has been just um, a godsend um, for me well it's a perfect transition when did you decide that you wanted to get into running, or how did you get yeah get started? Because every let's be real, like people hate running. Yeah, running <laughs> sucks. Running <laughs> sucks. I guess running, <laughs> running could suck. It can. It can suck. suck. Yes. Um. So I got into running. How did I get into running? I got into running. I think. So yeah. So I officially got into running when one of my friends who was also part of the Transform Institute community, asked me to do a sprint triathlon. And so like a triathlon, for people who don't know, it's swimming, biking, and running. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'm like, crap, the running part is gonna be like my hardest, the hardest thing for me to do. So um, I decided to download the Couch to 5K. And then I knew like- What is that? Couch to 5K. It's a Couch oh. to 5K. Yeah, there's oh. an app, Couch to 5K. I may need to get on that because I run a mile and I'm like, Jesus. Take yeah, so like, the Couch to 5K basically, essentially, it's like, it eases you into like mm-hmm. running. So it's like walk, run program. Okay. It's like a eight-week program. You have to dedicate like three days a week yeah. to it. Um, so I downloaded that app and I basically took that seriously. And then, like along the way, like I like at work, I have people who ran, who um, like run marathons. Yeah. So at work too, they, um, my team, a bunch of them would dedicate one day a week with me to like run. Yeah. Just to also like keep me accountable. Yeah. So I feel like I've just been very lucky to like find like people who like have for the most part have been in my corner. Mm-hmm. Um, so essentially, running the sprint triathlon got me into running. Mm-hmm. And then like by the end of the eight weeks, what the Couch to 5K is supposed to do is get you to run 30 minutes straight. Mm-hmm. And, um, or 
it's supposed to have you run a 5k in 30 minutes that's so like okay. 5k is three miles yeah I'm like, wow, that's really fast. So, <laughs> so yeah so at the end of the eight weeks i was not able to run the 5k i was able to run the 30 minutes straight but yeah. i would never get to the three miles yeah and for the sprint tri- the sprint triathlon i had to run like four miles okay. or whatever so i just kept on kind of going just like continuing after like that program was done i just kept on running mm-hmm. um and then after the sprint triathlon someone was like oh let's sign up for a half marathon so that's basically how i've been like just continuing that journey of like running is just like i keep on signing up for things mm-hmm. so so i was curious about uh the boston marathon mm-hmm. when did you what year did you run that and um was that your first marathon and kind of like, was it intimidating? Were you signing up and you were like, oh my God, am I really doing this? Um, and kind of just what your whole experience, like training and uh, experiencing that, knowing the how special the Boston Marathon is to us. Mm-hmm. It's always been special, but especially like nowadays yeah. um, after the tragedies. Um, and yeah, I just really wanted to hear about your overall experience, like training, prepping, and being there and completing it. Yeah. So I ran the Boston Marathon in 2017 um, I have to thank my friend Sarah Moquin she has run the Boston Marathon like 10 times in a row Wow! <laughs> yeah so she helped me a lot with like trying to figure out like a running plan um, I think my running plan was like three months mm-hmm. um, I had already completed like a half marathon mm-hmm. um, so that was kind of like my my foundation yeah um, running the Boston Marathon and going through like that whole process is definitely it had it had a lot of like highs and lows. Yeah. Um, you know, not everyone is not every run is gonna be great. Yeah. Especially like running through running the Boston Marathon, you have to run through the winter. Yeah. Yeah. So that is um, not fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of having that mentality of like okay it doesn't matter if it's like raining snowing you're gonna you have to get in these miles um, oh my god <laughs> and you, like you just have to get the miles in like yeah you have to like put all these miles in a bank because like it's like you're collecting money like your yeah. miles is like your money you're like saving that like this is how you're conditioning yourself and like training yourself to like have better endurance is like to run these miles and just do treadmill runs not count oh they do count oh, okay. but i mean they suck though. yeah i mean who wants to run like 15 miles on a treadmill yeah true i mean i've done it before but um i would rather i would so much rather run like 15 20 miles outside yeah than on a treadmill yeah it's not fun at all um but going through that whole experience like i feel like mentally i got so much stronger mm-hmm. as a person and i i i think i learned a lot about myself going through that process because I'm like wow I'm like I'm super strong like no one could like take this away from me like no one could ever say that I didn't work hard for completing the marathon like I I started a process and I finished it and I think that like helped me build my confidence a lot um yeah definitely running the the marathon was was life-changing to me yeah just because I I like I I just kind of saw how strong of a person I was mm-hmm. like it just kind of like made me see realize that more I guess yeah so 
Yeah. I like that you said it was a confidence booster because it, I think it, it puts this like tangible result mm. in your in your face, literally. Yeah. You're like, dude, like I freaking did this. Yeah. I'm done and I'm going home to rest a lot. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's and I think that's what I love about running so much is like you could see the results. Yeah. Like if you put in the work, like you there's you'll see the results. Yeah. Like and that's super encouraging mm-hmm. to me anyways, where when it's like Oh, I couldn't even run three miles. Now I'm running 26.2 miles. Um, so just to see like your progress yeah. is to me is like the best thing ever. Yeah. I'm wondering more on a personal note, selfish question. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what are what are the what is recovery like mm-hmm. when you finish a 26 and a half? 26.2 mile run what is what is the tax on your body at that uh-huh. point what are you feeling like do your toenails really fall off oh, I, is, oh. is the nipple bleeding thing real like give me all the runner <laughs> all the runner woes yes I've lost a lot of toenails yeah <laughs> I've never believed it I was like I need to ask her I'm asking Liz <laughs> me personally I've lost a, a lot of toenails um but they grow, mine have grown back, luckily. Yeah. Um, after running 26.2 miles, or even, like, doing, like, a long-distance run, um, it does take a toll up, like, on your body, my body anyways. Um, you Recovery is, like, very important. Yeah. As far as, like, stretching, foam rolling, making sure you take, like, the pro- proper rest, drinking enough water, having a, enough electrolytes, you know, yeah. um, adding cross-training to your training because you don't want to run too too much because mm-hmm. like you want to add like some strength training and and like biking so you could kind of like you know chop it up um yeah. but like after running a marathon after actually completing 26.2 miles like i don't want to walk but it's good to walk because you don't want to get too stiff you yeah know what i mean because that's like the, the worst thing ever but um i think it, it like my recovery was like two days like I felt like crap what I did to my body. I feel like it was like two days where I was like, oh my God. But like it's important to like still move, you know what yeah. I mean? Like you shouldn't just stay in bed and like be like, what did I just do? Yeah. You should still get up, um, stretch, foam roll, like I said, drink plenty of water. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're not gonna die from it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's what you're like looking for, you're definitely not gonna die from it. Uh, Liz, I just got a special delivery. I ordered Stop, Drop, and Glow stickers. Oh, so yay. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you one in a second. I <laughs> I made Raymond drop it off because I was like, they're in. Yay. Go to the mailbox. Um, so that's just a brief interruption. And I actually have one last marathon question because uh-huh. I'm really curious. When you're on the road, do you like do you stop for water or do you carry one of those like fanny packs with uh-huh. like electrolytes uh-huh. or do you carry like Trubix? I'm just really curious. Maybe one day I'm going to do this. I don't know. Oh, you yeah. uh, <laughs> Now you said what? No. It's going to happen. She's going to run a marathon. I think I'll stick to maybe like a half. I, I would really like to set that goal for myself. But I'm curious because even if I'm going to go do like an elliptical, uh, I might need water every yeah. 30 seconds. And I have the one with like the, the camelback. You just yeah. bite the straw. And I'm just like, okay, I'm on here. I'm on the elliptical. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... Throughout, like, the marathon... Okay, so I personally, I like to carry, like, a water bottle, like this one. Yeah. With me, um, and I like to run with it. Okay. For long distance. Um, and it's weird for me anyways. Like, 
it's convenient because I always have the water on me. And then, like, for some reason, I like to, like, crush it. Crush it. <laughs> it it's, like, some sort of, like, distraction for me when I'm, like, yeah. when you, like, hear this crunch. Yeah. It's weird for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's, I mean, plenty of options. Like, there's a camel bag. There's this little strap thing that mm-hmm. you can, like, put your water bottles in. Yeah. Um, and then throughout the course, every so miles, there's water. Like, there okay. wa- there's water stops. And then I feel like you're well-fed throughout the marathon course. Okay. Just because, like, people have, like, pretzels, gummy bears, oranges. Yeah. Like, so, yeah. Okay. They got, they got it covered. Okay. <laughs> they got it covered. If and yeah. when, if and when I ever decide to run anything. When get, get off the couch It'll when happen. I download the It'll app. <laughs> when I download the app from the couch. Um, you talked a lot about mentality, and I was, I was kind of wondering... Is there like a picture you can share with the listeners of like what that mental work looks like in comparison to the long distance runs versus short runs mm-hmm. and the cross training? Because like for me, like if and when I run, when I transition from elliptical, mm-hmm. um, I'm literally on there and I have to play like super upbeat, like Dembo, Dominican Dembo <laughs> or like techno house. Um, and I'm literally there looking into the horizon like, yes, bitch. <laughs> So I'm wondering, like, what that mental work looks like. Do, is there a dialogue with yourself? Is there something you are in really deep conversation with yourself? Or it might not look like any of that. But I just had to share my personal anecdotes yeah. with you. I think every run, every run is super different for me. Some runs, I don't even need music. It's just, really? I'm going. Self-soothe. Um, yeah, pretty much. And then there's some runs where it's like, I need, I'm not going to run unless I have, like, music blasting in my ears mm-hmm. um i think before i run i always try to like you know say something positive to myself or like you know like you got this like you're a badass you're yeah. you know what i mean like and then i think uh, as far as like mentality goes uh, i mean there's been runs where i've like cried because i'm mm-hmm. like why am i doing this you know what i mean but there's always a reason why you're doing this you're doing this not because you want to like really get in 15 miles like who wants to run really 15 miles but you're doing this to like for yourself like like i just always feel like okay this might suck the process might suck it might you know getting from mile one to like 10 might not be easy like it's not going to be easy but like when you get to mile 10 like it's going to be worth it like i did that and i I feel like i always kind of hold that in the back of my head that like and I think that goes for, for like anything in life. Like the process, I feel like people. This why people like give up because they think like the process should be like easy yeah. to get to like the end result, but it's yeah. n- it's not. But I feel like that's kind of what builds your character is like going through like all of these hurdles. So like from mile one to like two twenty six point two, like yeah. it's not smooth. You know what I mean? There's bumps in the road, but it's like that's life. Like you just have to kind of keep on going. And I, and like sometimes I don't want to keep on going, but it's like. I, I, in my head anyways, like my mentality that I, I guess I, I don't know where it came from, <laughs> but my mentality is kind of like, like to me, like if I give up, that's hurting me more. Like mm-hmm. it's like going through the process, it, it's a bitch, but it's like, if I give up, that's even more of a bitch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, 
I know you did a post. You do. You, you're very transparent on your page. Um, I you try do a lot of posts be. about. Yeah, I try to be. You talk a lot about your loose skin mm-hmm. on your page a lot, and I really like that because obviously it's really highlighting the real and the rawness mm-hmm. of your weight loss journey because you lost like a whole person's worth yeah. of weight. Yeah. Um, and I know you get a lot of questions about the loose skin. Um, so yeah, kind of we can jump into that and just talk about what your experience has been like with people like kind of almost like consistently like, well, what about this? Like I want to lose weight, but I don't want the loose skin. Yeah. Um, and kind of just like what your perspective on, on that is and your experience living in your skin. Yeah. Um, loose skin. Yeah. Okay. So loose skin. So yes. So I get a lot of questions on social media about loose skin. Oh my God, I want to start my journey. I want to start the process, but mm-hmm. I'm afraid that I'm going to get loose skin. Yeah. Um, or there's always like a but. Or yeah. Um, but I don't want to eat healthy. Yeah. <laughs> well. <laughs> well, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> no, but like, I feel like loose skin, I feel like if you're at a certain weight, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a doctor. So like I, this is all like experience. Experience based. Um, I feel like when you're starting from a certain weight, um, I mean, I was 350. Mm-hmm. And like you said, I lost a whole person. And I feel like if you have a lot of weight to lose, you should just expect to lose skin. Yeah. Everyone's skin is different. Everyone's bounce back is different. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to accept it. And I just, and I always tell people, like, don't even worry about that right now. Mm-hmm. Just start. Like, yeah. start the process. Don't, Loose skin, it's, it, it happens. It comes down the road, like way down the road. Like, it's not even a concern right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and like the whole thing was like embracing your skin. Like, there's, there's been. I mean, it's not like I've always been like, in, like I. It's not like I've always embraced my loose skin because I haven't. Yeah. Um, I mean, like it, it could be like ninety degrees outside, and I would refuse to like wear certain things because of my loose skin. Yeah. But it just comes to a point where it's like. Man, it's so exhausting. It's like mentally draining to yeah. like. It's mentally draining to like not accept like to not accept who you are. Like, it is what it is. Like, I've lost so much weight, and it is just it comes with the territory kind mm-hmm. of thing. Uh, can you talk about the evolution of your confidence during these past couple of years? Yeah, um, I think what's Play like a major role of like my evolution of my confidence is like really trying to focus on self love mm-hmm. and like with self focusing on how to love yourself yeah comes a shitload of issues yeah of like that you have to like kind of conquer and like deal with that you don't want to deal with but you have to deal yeah. with so I think you know going to therapy if you need it there's yeah. like you shouldn't be afraid to, you shouldn't be ashamed to to say that you need therapy mm-hmm. like. I go to therapy, yeah. you know, and I think that's been super important. Like I meditate sometimes. I yeah. feel like that's super important. Um, um, and it, and I feel like it plays a big role in like, you know, loving yourself. Yeah. Um, so how would you define a glow up and what would you say has been crucial in your own personal glow up? Okay. I would define a glow up as owning your shit i love that hashtag own your shit own your shit (laughs) 
Um, that's how I would define a glow up because I feel like when you own your your shit, like I feel like you kind of not that you become like invincible or whatever because no one's invincible, yeah. but like you just there's like a layer of like no can I swear like yeah. no human swearing no fucks given you know what I mean yeah. like okay I have blue skin I love my loose I loose, like I, right now anyways I love my loose skin like what could you say that could hurt me about it you know what yeah. I mean I have it it is what it is you know what I mean yeah. And like I'm a badass because mm-hmm. I made it this far. So yeah. So it's like kind of like that's my glow up, owning your shit. Yeah. That's my definition. You're taking the good, up. the bad, the ugly. Yep. The good runs, the bad runs. Yep. And just accepting all of that. I you love know what? that. No one's perfect. Everyone has their flaws, and flaws should be celebrated sometimes. Yeah. So I love that. I love all of it. Uh, do you have maybe one or two glow up tips for the listeners today? Um, drink your water and mind your business. Ooh, I love it. You keep me on my toes. I love it. Um, I really like that because water is literally just drink it, people. Like, yeah. trust me. Like, I have this huge water bottle and it, I just keep wanting to buy bigger water bottles. Yeah. I buy, I go to the purposely walk into stores on my lunch break to yeah. buy the like, um, 70 ounce essential water bottles. Cause if not, like I'm not going to drink all my water. Yeah. Um, a big water bottle definitely helps. And another glow up too that I recently I've been like really into my friend Abeo. What like whatever she's doing, even running, she wears like lipstick. Really? So now, like, my other glow up tip is just wear lipstick. Like, you feel all types of colors. You just yeah. feel like super bold and like badass. Throw on your lip colors. Yeah, people. Throw on you. <laughs> So drink your water, mind your business, and throw on some lipstick. I love that. Um, Speaking about lipstick, I was um, browsing on your page, and I saw (laughs) you're hosting a glam run or something along those lines. Um, Tell us a little bit about that, and I think you're encouraging the people to wear their lipstick. Yeah. (laughs) So the glam run basically uh, is come in your own glam. Mm -hmm. So I try to like, I, I like to try to encourage women to just like, own who you are like yeah no matter what no matter like your how like quirky you are no matter how like girly you are or sport it doesn't matter like just come as you are um whatever your glam is um whether it's wearing black lipstick wearing some lip gloss or whatever just come the way that you feel the most beautiful yeah whatever that is whatever that means to you um just do it and just connect and like try to like uplift and empower each other because I feel like when women come together, like I just love having like a group of women together and just like seeing the magic yeah. happen. I love that. That's really nice. And I think it's a little outside of the box because you can sign up for a run, you can sign up for a 5K, but it's, it's got that special, that special touch. Yeah. Um, and I was wondering how long is the run? It's four miles. Okay, really fair. You're being yeah. kind to your enrollees. <laughs> To your attendees. <laughs> it's four miles, yeah. Um, so I was wondering, do you have, aside from the Glam Run, do you have any projects or marathons or maybe events planned for the rest of the year that you're gearing towards? Yeah, so a couple of things. So um, so me and my friend Frances, she, um, I co-lead Unnamed Run Crew and she co-leads um, Pioneers and she has like a similar story to me. So um, these are running groups. running running groups in, in Boston. Oh, okay. Yes. Running clubs. Running clubs. So if you ever want to come join us Tuesday, 
You guys should see my face. <laughs> Another plug right here. Unnamed Rancuru. Tuesdays at 6.30, Area 4, South End. We, we meet every Tuesdays. Okay. And then the miles and workouts, they range from week to week. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about the culture in a running club? This uh, is off topic, but no, it's, it's on topic. The culture is amazing. It's like the vibes. It's like ridiculous. And it's like, it's like a little family running community, like great friends like sometimes I don't even come to run like I'll run because that's what we're doing but like it's like oh my god I want to see this person yeah or, like, I want to connect I want to you know talk to these people so you get in a workout and you get in like social free friends yeah free friends <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome um okay so you're doing that and then you said you have to so yeah so me and Francis um last year we did the back bay bra run okay um that was the first bra run ever um, that we did and there was like about like maybe almost like 200 girls that showed up wow it's like a turnout yeah rocking their their just sports bras and we ran around like back bay newberry street boyle sand um and we're gonna do it again in july sometime we the date is, hasn't been set yet but we're definitely gonna do um, a second one mm-hmm. in um july so watch out for that and then me personally, I'm working towards my group fitness um, certification Ooh. and my track and field cert. I don't know where I want to take it, yeah. but I feel like it's like the right step to like kind of getting into like the fitness world. Yeah, definitely. So hopefully by the end of summer, if I hustle, I'll have both of those, both of those certifications and I could start coaching. So yeah, I think we're we're wrapping up. I was wondering if you could tell the listeners where they can find you online, your handle, um, or handles plural if you have any. I think you just have one. Yeah, I have but ones. throw it in there. Um, so you guys could find me at Lizzie Rocks with a Z at on Instagram. Um, yeah, yeah, so the only real place I go where I really document my journey is on Instagram. All right, yeah, guys, go find her on Instagram. Well, thank you so much for coming to sit with me today, Liz. It was really (laughs) fun. Um, I learned a lot about running. You're on. Oh, let's open this now. I will. The stickers. I will. First honoree of Stop Dropping Glow hashtag merch. Ooh, I'm excited. Eventually, I do want to get like merch. Yeah. Like t-shirts and like fun sippy cups and stuff. Not actual sippy cups, but you know what I mean. Um. And I, I love what you're doing, though. Oh, thank you I so much. I think it's amazing. If I had nails, this would come off. Um, I got these on Sticker Mule. Yay. And they're a cute little round patch of my little logo. Yay, so cute. And it is a gift for you and a token of thank you. Stop, drop, and glow. Yay. Yes. Well, thank you. I am honored. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of the Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. Please be sure to share this episode with your friends and your loved ones. And don't forget to show some love by dropping a review and subscribing. Please find us on Instagram at Stop, Drop, and Glow podcast. See you next time. And remember, honey, the glow up is always real.